What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers, shakers, and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Tynes. What's up? What's up? And Chris Avacon. What's going on, here? What's going on? So welcome to our new format. So uh, nothing major will change on schedule. So Monday, Tuesday, our topics, Wednesday, discussion, Thursdays, Ask Us SP. I have a really good one coming up for the Leap Day with uh, Matthew Hill. And then Fridays, everything else, movies, books, games, all that good stuff. So continue to tune in. Greatly appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And without further ado, I give it a chance. All right, everybody. So this first article comes from AtlantaNewsFirst.com, um, and it is written by the Atlanta News First staff and CNN, actually. So uh, the title of this one is FBI an ally sees dark website of group claiming responsibility for Fulton County ransomware attack. So Fulton County, Georgia, what ended up happening was the FBI and international allies. And we've seen this before where we get some U S uh, some U S agency. And then some of these international agencies get together and they start uh, going after some of these dark web folks. They start going after some of these ransomware gangs. And that's what they did again. So they went after uh, this group that's claimed to be not, I, don't, I shouldn't say claimed to be, but known to be one of the most prolific ransomware gangs out there and uh this happened after they went after the fulton county government what ended up happening was they uh they they got together uh went uh went and got these <laughs> went after these guys and it was like in a matter of days i want to say it was like two days um uh, lockbit 3.0 uh is the name of the group uh, they posted that they had until 12 47 a.m on friday to meet the demands or they published some sort of information about uh, state citizens and county agencies right and like i said within two days uh, all of a sudden, the message was down. There was no more, hey, <laughs> hey, we, we want some ransom. Now, here's the thing. In the article, they state they don't know whether or not they paid the ransom um, or whether or not this action that, the, that was taken by the FBI and other nations is what actually uh, thwarted this whole thing. But they got at them because this is what's happening now. Like, I think I think these nations and, and the U.S. government are a little sick of, uh, you know, getting attacked Um and, and so they're like, right, let's put let's put some efforts into this because I know they're doing um, a good bit of recruiting uh, when it comes to uh, the DOD even um, with some folks that are taking more offensive action to do certain things like this. So, uh, but yeah, they they seize their dark website. Um, and and it, it hampers them, at least in the short term. And so they can't go out um, and allow for uh, and, and allow for uh, the, these uh, different organizations to be making money with this these attacks that they're putting out there on everybody. But uh, yeah, they say uh, they they they've tracked this group Lockbit 3.0 to Eastern Europe, uh, Russia, and China is where they where they think they're operating out of, which most of them do. So you got your your Russias, your Chinas, your North Koreas. Um, Eastern Europe is where a lot of these folks like to hide out at. We've done stories before where they've gone into some of these countries in Eastern Europe and and uh, picked up some of these these guys and gals that have been doing their dirt. But yeah, so this this uh th- these cyber criminals, man, they need to be on the lookout because. The U.S. is not playing, and some of these other nations are not playing. And like again, this is after they did a ransomware attack in, in Fulton, Georgia. So it's not even like they did a widespread um, attack on one of the three letters or, or one of the departments that we have. Like it's not like they did that. They went after one county and one state, and this is what happens. This is the consequences of their actions. So, Chris, what's your thoughts? I mean, really, uh, my first thought is that it is a temporary, you know, loss for Lockbit. They're going to regroup. They're going to come back stronger, potentially. I mean, you did mention they they could be anywhere from, you know, Eastern Europe, China. I mean, 
really that's a huge geographical area in which their operations are based on. But really, a lot of these, you know, they're, they're probably running some type of a cloud operation where they could probably, um, you know, restore their operations like anybody else can. They they will restore their operations and continue to do and perform malicious actions. So one thing I did want to notice that I was reading up on, you know, uh, more the kind of the cloud aspects of ransomware. And I was reading up ransomware as a service. Oh, I guess ransomware as a service is a thing. So chances are these organizations with a lot of, you know, uh, advanced persistent threat backing, big countries backing them have the ability to, you know, host data centers, you know, that have this capability to just spam messages, things like that, right? What's interesting is, uh, at least kind of talking back on the, you know, did they pay or did they not? I, I, I personally, I think if they have involvement with the FBI, you know, three-letter organizations in the United States, at least Fulton County, I highly doubt that they paid that ransom. So, and here, and I really want to think that, Again, I, I kind of keep harping on education. I keep harping on social engineering. Uh, I keep harping on, you know, safe email practices, right? If browsing practices, operational behavior, really, again, if we as, you know, just regular users of our enterprise, whatever, we just make sure we practice safe browsing. We practice that, you know, we, we're really cognizant of the emails being sent to us. We read everything. We we look at everything deliberately. And again, it's, it's more of an education thing that could, could help prevent this, right? That's where usually it's somebody must have installed some installed some kind of execution executable on their computer. Next thing you know, the entire network is is is, uh, is compromised. And interestingly enough, um, the article does talk about you know how law enforcement or like penetrate deeper into the cyber, cyber criminal record networks, right? And I think you did kind of talk about that, Shannon, as to, you know, our capabilities. Right? So we, we've got some pretty pretty cool capabilities as well from the, from the good guys' side. But I always think it's easier to be the bad guy because you never know where it's going to come from. We have good capabilities. It's the fact that we're using them that I like, right? Like the fact, because yeah. there used to be a time where it was always the, right? Like we just wait for something to happen. Um, um, that's no, let yeah. me say this. That's no, I'm not going to say we haven't been doing it for years, but the fact is being reported that we're going on the offensive. That's where the change is. It's like, look, we're sick of this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So um, I, I think like Chris said, it's the element of surprise. Like you never know when they're going to uh, attack or how long they've been there, but quick PSA. So, Please continue to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, the show is evolving. So now we have a new format, uh, the way we present things. So look out for us on new social media platforms. So we'll be on uh, TikTok as a corporate account, not, not a personal account, <laughs> uh, as well as uh, YouTube shorts, reels, Instagram, things of that nature. So look out for our clips. Uh, and then uh, each week I plan to do a uh, article or blog where I kind of summarize all of the topics. So I'll try to break them down what we talked about. So that way um, you can go to one stop shop and I'll have all the embedded videos and audio as well. So uh, we're definitely evolving. So please share this with your friends, but back on topic. So this is definitely a response to last week's um, uh, uh, episode where we talked about how Fulton County had voted to pay. So I, I think, right. I'm just speculating, but I think that they were 
going to pay. Like they probably had FBI involved and all that good stuff, but they were going to pay. And that's what applied pressure to this uh, allyship to quickly shut them down before they were given another, I think it was like $350 million is what they, or I'm sorry, was it 350 million, 350,000, 350,000. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was going to say 350 million. Like we're just kind of come up with this money. <laughs> I, I did want to say, I think, I don't think, uh, I think you're getting the, uh, the sounds confused. That may have been a smaller County from last week's, uh, yeah. Everybody, 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 the, everybody uh, the, go back and look for that episode so you can verify what we're saying. Yeah, here. So, <laughs> I think it's Monday. I think it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, Monday. But yeah, I could have sworn it's the same county, but uh, I'll, I'll double check. So there's two Fulton counties. One of them was saved. <laughs> the other one, maybe not. Um, but no, like, so uh, last year, the, this uh, gang uh, made a record $1.1 billion uh, in extortion. Right? Like they were, they were out there uh, knocking down government agencies and uh, uh, I should say not government agencies, state agencies. Because I don't think the federal government would have paid, uh, or you had a chance to pay, but as well as uh, they were just internationally wrecking shop. So you think crime does pay, but in this case, with them taking down their sites, uh, and they probably also have um, the ability to locate some of these members right, to do what we talked about the uh, the um, I, w- I was almost said extortion. What is it? Extradition to uh, rip them out of whatever country they're currently in and bring them to the uh, the what, what do they call it? They call it like the International Cyber Crime Tribunal or something like that. Yeah, so there, there, there's a lot. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on here. Uh, so they're not safe. They, so this part's been taken down. But like Chris said, it's probably a mirror site. They probably uh, have the ability to come back. But so did uh, Revol. That was last year. And then they finally were able to shut them down permanently and uh, issue out their keys to their victims to unlock their data. And then they also had some people that they, they pulled out of um, other countries to uh, go to court. So it may take a while to finally shut them down, but they, they're on their way to, uh, to jail. So hopefully they, they bought lots of Lamborghinis and yachts to enjoy before they go to, uh, to, the, to the pen. I wonder if international crime, criminals get the... Uh, the federal crime treatment, like a federal prison for uh, white collar crimes, is different than like a supermax. I wonder if they get the good prison or they get the bad prison. Still prison, well, isn't it? Isn't it federal if it's international? Like if you pulled them, if they did it from overseas and then crossed into our borders, so to speak, that's international. It becomes federal automatically, doesn't it? Wouldn't they have to be extradited to their home country, if their home country, or wherever their state are located? They have um, to agree to it. Again, I'm not a lawyer, right? right? Yeah. Right. They extradite based on where they're from. And I think charges have to be, you know, brought upon, you know, those individuals. But if, if they're wanted by like, you know, I think Interpol's organization, I think there's there's definitely a, some type of agency that handles international crime with this. Mm. They should build something like uh, they did in the Avengers, the Raft, where they have <laughs> all the, the super criminals. They should put all the cyber guys in the, in the same place. They probably break out though, because they're all cyber criminals. Though, um, it would be know, like Tony, Arkham. Tony Stark would build. <laughs> Tony Stark would build a great jail. I don't know, man. Like I don't know. Who's our Tony Stark today? Don't say Elon. Don't say Elon. That's I'm going to say Elon. No, don't. <laughs> if, it was Elon, if it was Elon, he would have to Wait. buy it from somebody else and then say it was his. Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. True story. That pretty much does it for this episode. Again, continue to, to look out for all the new social medias that go by our name. So it'll be the other side of the FW, typically, because Firewall, the name's too long. <laughs> or Ask a City. So look up the other side of the FW and Ask a P to find all of our social medias. You can find me uh, personally. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. You can find me a lot on LinkedIn now because of the uh, the articles as well as all the embedded videos and the clips and things. But you can find me on pretty much all the socials except for TikTok. And you, Chris, where can they find you? You can find me on LinkedIn under Chris Abacon. Last name is spelled A-Bacon. There it is. Stay safe. Stay secure. Stay secure.